party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Carter Richmond for a playthrough of their game, Centuries Outside History, a one-shot world-building RPG about space, history, and the failings of late-stage capitalism and neoliberalism. In it, we tell the story of a generation ship sent on a thousand-year journey through the cosmos in search of a new planet for Earth and humanity to call home, and the ways in which the systems of capitalism placed on that ship drive it to chaos and potentially ruin. This game rips. It's really, really fun. It's also really innovative on a mechanical level. It is powered by a Discord bot. You install it on your Discord server, and through a series of text-based commands, the bot feeds you the prompts of the game. It is entirely built for remote online play. Uh, It is just a really cool way of bringing play into a new space and play that is uh, built with online groups in mind. It is really cool and innovative and fresh, and like I loved playing this game so much. I loved it on a mechanical level. I loved it on a thematic level. I loved it on a story level. I love the game that we played, and I can't wait for you to hear it. You can find more about Centuries Outside History at sniperserpent.itch.io, or you can check the show notes for more information. A few things to cover before we dive in. First, a content warning about this episode. We, as you can tell from the premise, spend a lot of time talking about, like, the specific failings of capitalist systems and, like, the way that those impact people. Um, It is very cathartic. It is at times very raw and... uh at times, the chuckles can be a little rough. We explore things, uh, you know, at times satirically, at times very genuinely, but we did it with safety tools and with each other's consideration at, uh, at our heart throughout the entire process. And I will say the story ends in a better place than it starts. Uh, but all that said, listener discretion is advised. And secondly, a programming note, uh, this weekend, June 18th and 19th, 2022, is Rainbow Roll Festival, a virtual podcast festival celebrating LGBTQIA plus-led actual play podcasts. Party of One is among the shows being represented. Join us this Saturday at 10 a.m. for a live audience Q&A with past guests Jess Levine and Nick Butler, as well as friend of the show, and I'm going to say future guest. I haven't, like, we haven't, like, had a long talk about it, but I'm putting that out there in the universe. Future guest and friend of the show, Tony Vassar from plus one xp as moderator um join us give us your questions email them to us at party of one podcast at gmail.com uh put them on our facebook page at facebook.com slash party of one podcast or on our discord at bit.ly slash party of one discord we will answer as many of your questions as we can uh but join us this saturday at twitch.tv slash rainbow roll fest and with all that said let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show take it past me Thanks, future me. This week, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with Carter Richmond. Carter, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So, real quick at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment to let our lovely listeners at home know about anything you've got going on that you want them to know about, as well as the game that we are playing this week. Um, Yes, hi. I'm uh, a game designer. Tonight, we're playing Centuries Outside History. Um, I've also designed uh, a few games... uh, called Anomaly. There's Anomaly, Anomaly Containment Breach, and now Anomaly Investigation Club, as well as Outpost Alpha. Uh, They're all um, prompt-based narrative games. Uh, This one uh, is is Discord-based, and it's about a uh, colony ship moving through space and falling apart over centuries. Which is a sick pitch. Like, for the record, like, that is one of those immediate pitches. Both the the fact that this is powered by a Discord bot and that pitch were both immediately, like, I was I was hooked from the first moment I heard about it. I could not be more excited. 
Um, yeah, I, I was finding that I was playing games mostly on Discord, but still designing them to be played with, like, dice or cards or, like, these physical things that I was just using online things to simulate. So I thought, why not design a game to be played the way I actually end up playing these things? I love it. And, and that's, the, that's, the, it's, that's, that's the kind of, like... Uh... That's just the kind of thing that I absolutely love seeing and, and seeing play out, and it makes me extremely excited. Um, so, we are playing Centuries Outside History. You've given us the overall uh, world pitch. Talk talk to me about how we kick things off. Um, well, yeah, so the first thing we do in this game is discuss basically like what sci-fi vibes we're going for. It is a game about uh, a spaceship moving uh, between planets, in a journey that will last multiple generations. Uh, and it is a game about decaying capitalism and neoliberalism. Uh, but there's, like, various vibes to go for. Like, we, we could imagine a world where it's, um, you know, like, Blade Runner-style cyberpunk, or, like, more Neon Shadowrun, or, like, uh, you know, the, sh- the shinier, like, apple-white clean aesthetics of sci-fi um, are all, like, places... To, like, I think establishing, like, a visual, like, shared inspiration language is a great way to get people on the same page at the start of a game like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I've played this game in, like, not, like, a bunch of different styles, and you, as far as I know, haven't played before in as many as me, so I'll maybe let you make the first pitch? So the first pitch that comes to mind, I've been I've been like engaging in some specific media around like this particular aesthetic. And the vibe that I get that I want to propose is not quite the clean apple white aesthetic, but like I guess like that, but a little dirt like that, but dirtier is how I would describe it. Like I, I love that visual if we're talking about like capitalism and collapse. I like the visual of, like, brightly colored jumpsuits with the little sci-fi shoulder. You know, have you ever seen, have you ever seen, uh, the orange jumpsuit that Doctor Who wears all the time? Where it's got, like, the the gray shoulder pads and it's this clunky orange, like, space suit? Yeah, yeah, I I can tell that. I picture that. But like with a poli- like with a with a polish of latex paint on top, and then just slowly peeling and cracking, like it's like it has not been replaced in way too long. Yeah, the the th- the thing that su- this suggests to me, which I like, is that like this ship leaves um, wherever it's from. I think I think the game book says Earth, like in like the background text, but we can play with that type of setting stuff however we want and it like it it is super shiny at the time of its like when it's new but then like time happens right and things decay Um, yeah and uh so for the majority of the flight it starts looking like this used up stuff and that's probably like more apparent like how not perfect it looks because it was once so shiny right yeah 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 and i i get the vibe of a lot of the 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 other visual aesthetic I, I see pretty clearly is the only way I can describe it is slightly odd colors like the like the plating like the the materials on the ship are like a slightly a slightly off orange orange 
because I visualize, like you had said, apple white and something clicked in my head. I've been yeah. thinking, and I've been thinking a lot because I've been thinking a lot about like, for lack of a better way to put it, like brand colors. And I picture like brand colors being like a very present thing. So like everything is of that. We took, we took orange and made it a little more purple to signify, you know, consumer trust. And it's this odd, strange, not especially appealing orange color. Yeah, uh, the thing that this brings to mind, did you ever read the, like, Pepsi logo redesign document? Yes, exactly, exactly that kind of aesthetic. Where, like, especially if we're in this ship, right? If we're in, if we're deep in space, that aesthetic of, like, everything was mapped out with that Pepsi, with the Pepsi logo level of, like, precision. But now we're deep enough in space where, like, who the fuck cares? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. I think this these are all, like, great touchstones to, like, set the mood for the ship. Um, the, the other thing um, I suggest to doing in the rules that, like, gets skipped half the time because it's hard is to, like, come up with a name for the ship. Like, but that's something we'll maybe get to because names are hard uh, sometimes. I something that like captures that idea of like this hyper branded thing that is like doomed to irrelevancy by history. Um something is something is cooking, so I'm sitting for a second on it. The the vo- the thing I want to immediately throw out, and this is just a seed of an idea we may find we may find uh something that feels better later, but the seed of an idea that I want to throw out is the Illuminatus trademark by Exomartech. Oof. <laughs> I, I love, I love that like style of name, even if it's like like that's yeah yeah that's the style is like something that sounds pretentious, a very ob- a very visible trademark, and then like in the ship's name, like it is expected that you will say the name of the of the of the massive Earth conglomerate that birthed yeah. this monstrosity into life. I'm imagining, like, the shot where you see, like, the name painted on the side of the massive ship, except, like, there's the big check mark, and then, like, next to Illuminatus, like, vertically written, so it's, like, smaller, but still, like, visibly there, there's the brand name. Yeah, 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 exactly that, exactly, exactly that. Yeah, um, I love it. Okay, so, with that, with that basic setting stuff out of the way, now we can get into the meat of things, the, like, actual game mechanic parts. Um, I cleverly have said in the rules that whoever is more experienced with the game should take the first turn, uh, is a rule I put on all of my games so that I always get to go first. Um, it's, ge- it's frankly, genius move. <laughs> Game designer Jeff is sitting here like, damn, next level. Um, so the game is divided into turns. Each turn will consist of a prompt, uh, which we will get from the bot. I'm about to go over to the bot bot page on discord and type that in Uh, Alrighty. uh, i am typing in exclamation mark prompt and then i hit enter and the bot tells me a catastrophe is avoided by some ingenuity and clever thinking what could have happened what happens to those responsible for preventing it this these questions i now answer um feel free to like if if something really stands out to you feel free to chime in but like uh, it's not, like, the strictest in terms of, like, I have to say everything because it's my turn. The way sure, 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 like sure. The quiet year. 
So the one thing I the one thing I want to throw out immediately, I'm looking at these prompts and like I'd love to ju- just to play with the toy because sometimes you have a yeah. toy and you want to play yeah. with it and that's part of making games and that's part of playing games. I'm gonna throw us. I'm gonna I'm gonna type in uh, exclamation point place. So we've got a factory. Something yeah. in a factory has has gone wrong. And I am gonna throw an exclamation point job. Uh, a bureaucrat. Um, yeah, that feels like something that's gonna. That feels like somebody who's gonna make a problem in a factory. Um, yeah, okay, so a bureaucrat caused a problem. I'm gonna summon a second job. Um. I hope it's a second. I was hoping it was gonna be a second bureaucrat, and that this was just gonna be a deep war between bureaucracies. <laughs> uh, and it's an AI programmer, uh, who, the second one is who I'm thinking prevented this. That feels good. Uh, that feels really good. Yeah, I think this is, I have a lot of friends who are engineers, and they're always talking about, like, you know, Chernobyl and the way that, like, it makes people afraid of nuclear technology, but it's really just, like, bureaucracy uh, yeah. screwing up and creating the whole problem. And I think this is a similar thing, where, like, some manager was like, we need yields in the this factory up by 30%, and we're implementing this process to do it. Um, and that anyone who knows the technology involved is like, well, clearly, this is just going to, like like overheat the factory like the heat sinks are going to burst um and um like this whole area is going to become unusable which means uh, i'm imagining like a spaceship t- is a closed system right like we're yeah. not getting more resources for like the next thousand years yeah. um and like the way we've budgeted these resources it's probably like well if we lose a factory uh like we're we done have to like make- we're we're kind of done <laughs> yeah like we're going to have to figure out, like, how to, like, keep this ship going with, like, $200 trillion effective worth less of supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, I think I think what happens here is this AI programmer is, like, in charge of setting up this new routine, uh, which she knows isn't going to work. And she, like, appeals again and again, and nobody will listen. And I think... And she's, like, in, she's like programming... I'm imagining it's, like, a mostly automated factory. So she's programming, like, the AI of, like, the factory line robots and their behavior um, in this, like, complicated process. And I think she just fakes it to make it look like she's done the thing without actually doing the thing. Uh, like... If you, like, typed in to the diagnostic codes, like, what settings are we on? It will output the ones the terrible bureaucrat wants. Um, but it's not actually on those. Love it. I love it. Um, and, I th- and I think the, like, clever, the extra clever part, she actually makes production, like, go down by, like, 2% after she does this. So, like, in three months, the bureaucrats are like, ah, it didn't work. Go back to how we used to do it. Um, and nobody will think of going back to the stupid idea again because it was a failure in a much more mundane way than it actually should have been a failure. And I think to take that a notch further, um, I think because I think that there's there's the potential there for like a really interesting kind of lingering thing. Yeah, I think that what I'd like to propose is that like what she did specifically, like part of what she did was. Like, she's an AI programmer, and she's used to, like, working with the automation platforms, like, in this factory. If she built, like, if she programmed an AI specifically to 
like specifically not just to like if you type in a certain set of commands but like a full-on ai that like if like the designed to interpret the behavior of if you are a bureaucrat like sniffing around settings to make sure that your thing was done effectively she has programmed this ai to like cover like as a cover-up machine as like a as like a as like an anti-bureaucratic cover-up machine and there is just this like the these series of platforms like that have sort of consciously built this this rhythm of of hiding things from select parties. Um, I really like this, and it's also the thing that like this is a great one to happen early because the existence of like yeah the the AIs in the ship just hide things from the people in charge of them is like a great thing to happen so early on because like hundreds of years after this programmer is dead, this is still going to be a thing. That yeah. Is- affecting the ship probably in ways she hasn't predicted oh yeah absolutely and that's kind of i that was that was kind of what i was thinking was like that's such a good like seed especially if we're playing the ship as it like slowly falls apart that's such a good mundane like mundane thing that turns into a catastrophic failure um yeah it's probably like if we if there's like a camera framing the ship it's probably still like somewhat shiny at the point this is happening and then like by the next prompt we're like into the start of everything looking kind of grimy. Yeah. So I'm um, going to put in a uh, exclamation point prompt and I'm going to pull our next prompt. The ship f- fuel. I mean, this is good. This is an immediate good pull is the thing for yeah. what we were just talking about. This feels like a, this feels like a natural, a natural follow up uh, to your point. So the prompt is the ship's fuel reserves are being consumed at an alarming rate this year. Why? And I think, I think this has to do with, I, I think, there's two angles I want to, I want, there's something I want to establish before we talk about why. Yeah. It, it is important to note that, that you, Carter, and I, Jeff, are talking about why, but that no one on the Illuminatus trademark by Exomartech has any idea. Yes. Yeah, I definitely think it's, it, this is, it's alarming to us, not to people who exist on the ship. Yeah, and this is, uh, this is, like you said, I love that this is far enough in the future. This is maybe like, this is a couple years later, right? Like this is, this is, uh, we're jumping a little bit ahead. We can kind of jump back later if we'd like, but like this is far enough ahead that like things are kind of grimy. Stuff is starting to break and crackle. And what has happened here is like there are people actively trying to figure this out. They can't find anything like like the people that have been tasked with finding this are running into this are running into this AI long, you know, years after it fulfilled its initial purpose and are finding like information just isn't getting to them. And now fuels fuel reserves are getting burned up at a weird rate. And, you know, maybe one of the thrusters is malfunctioning, but like it's just it's not quite running the way it's supposed to. Yeah, like, immediate, like, kind of backfiring of this system made to save the ship by, like, preventing the next people from, who are trying to save the ship from knowing they need to here. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fun. So, like, so, so there's, like, people who know something's weird, but nobody knows, like, the scale of it, like, um. And, and I think that, uh. I think exacerbating that because I I love what you just said, and I think exacerbating that because I really want to. Do, this is this is this is director Jeff putting a putting a a flag in the sand a little bit. 
I think that like if we are if we're really hitting the drum of like capitalism and its and neoliberalism's failures, this is partially the reason that people can't figure out that something is wrong. Like somebody could, in theory, like this AI programmer, she's still on the ship somewhere. Like she's still yeah. out there. But like to get somebody from from like thruster operations and somebody from factory management like on the same phone call requires so much bureaucratic like so many bureaucratic hurdles in place because obviously you need a really clear leadership and management structure because that's the sign of a really effective organization that like they just can't work together (laughs) i think like the other thing that could be happening right is like there's all of these warning signs, but there are like small things in different places. And instead of, and instead of like, you know, like the person like notices some small warning sign and they tell their boss and instead of their boss being like, this could be a sign of the larger problem. They're like, my boss can't know about this yeah. like thing my department has messed up because that'll look bad on my performance review. Yeah. Um, if I, and- I, I might not get, I might not get my designated 3% raise. If you don't, if, if this comes down that like, we are the team that oversaw the thruster consumption going up slightly. So we're just going to find a way to bury this. And, and because it's all small things in different places, like no, everyone who's doing this thinks like, yeah, this I'm covering up this thing that doesn't matter. So I'll look better. Um, completely unaware because they don't know about all the other stuff that it's actually important. Like this, this is all just like them cooking the books in ways that are probably routine in other ways that are less possibly apocalyptic. Yeah, I love that. I really love that a lot. Uh, okay, should I do the next prompt? Yeah. Something important is stolen. Who steals it and why? Ooh. Well, I'm gonna create. I'm going to create a place and job again uh which are great ways to inspire yep cool ideas something is stolen from a film studio oh that's see that's extremely interesting terraforming engineer hmm so like a terraforming engineer i'm imagining like someone who's in charge of like setting up a mod models so that when we arrive in this planet in a few centuries like we'll make it more inhabitable for us yeah 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 uh what does one of those want with something in a film studio um i imagine that like what like materially is a thing people are interested in watching movies about in this first generation people are probably very excited by like speculative fiction about what it will be like when the ship finally arrives yeah sci-fi sci-fi is like sci-fi is big right like or sci it's even more than sci-fi probably sci-fantasy is like big yeah um you know like um there's probably lots of movies about like we show up on the planet and the planet is alive yeah Um, and i imagine uh, and like uh i'm thinking oh god see the problem here is like the problem here is that, like, uh, this ge- is that I'm simultaneously like having a blast, and also every suggestion that pops into my head takes five years off of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's the game. That's the game. Because, like, I imagine, like, the only way I can describe it is like I imagine that, like, there is that, like, the entertainment aesthetic at this stage is like Netflix, Amazon Prime original movies. Yeah. It's big, like, it's big, like, you know, uh, one, one rogue hero 
set foot on a new planet, and they, you know, they made the tough choice to be a hero. Yeah, it's it's definitely like there's definitely like an undercurrent of like self congratulatory. You chose to be on this important ship. Yeah, behind everything. Um, I have I have a funny idea for like hit the me, motive please hit me, please hit this. me. Uh, which is the terraforming engineer is brought onto the movie to be like a. Um, like sci- like a scientific yep. advisor, and is basically just ignored by the like movie people the whole time, and so is stealing something because they're just like mad about it. I um, I I love that. That's fantastic. Um. Uh. But what could? But but what is the thing to steal? Uh. That is like actually like important on bro- on like a broader level than this vendetta that it is stolen over. Um. So, I'm thinking of, like, what pops into my head is that it's not important to the ship. Is that, like, I'm thinking specifically, like, this is, this is, this is me pulling on the very, very real Hollywood stories that I love. Which is, and, like, thinking also about, like, how a, how a terrible Hollywood machine would react to this. If it was, like, somebody stole... The equivalent of, like, Fonzie's jacket, or, like, Archie Bunker's chair. Like, it is just, like, a prop that is, like, central to whatever narrative thing. So it's, like, a space helmet, right? But it's, like, you know, it's, like, the hero's space helmet just walked off with it one day. And it causes this huge, it causes, it causes that sort of huge, like, well, we gotta get this back. It's an iconic piece of film. What, what if it's, like, uh... Like, everyone, like, wants to, like, do the, like, Neil Armstrong planting the flag moment. So they've got, like, the flag with the brand of the ship. Uh, and that, it's like, just not there one day. Uh, and it's, like, a, it's, it's a thing that, like, in all of these movies, someone plants this flag. And sometimes it's heroic and sometimes it's comedic. But they always do it. Um, and it, like... And, As- and it's... It's it's the it's the it's the for lack of a better way to put it it's the it's the reward that they give the actors for like they give the actors is like you are going to get to do this by being on this ship like by living out the rest of your days on the ship you are going to get like every actor is guaranteed as part of their contract a chance to plant the flag in some feature somewhere yeah um and then and it's like the same flag and they've like claimed that in 800 years we will actually plant this specific flag um which is like has to be a lie because flags don't last that long i guess maybe uh it's probably lasts longer if it's never in a real outside but um still and then it's gone and uh I i think they probably try and like someone just tries to like substitute it with another one and it's immediately noticed and the and like that's the actual, like, first controversy to hit the tabloids, is that they swapped out the flag, and it's, yeah. like, another month before it comes out that it's because the original is gone. Yeah, 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 I love that, I love that, and it, it's, and, like, when it comes out the original is gone, that's gotta be, like, again, playing off the idea that it's, like, a small, a small little thing that spirals, that's the first sign to the crew and to the people on this ship that, like, hey, we might have been sold a bill of goods. Yeah. Like, uh, we might have been, we might have been presented with something that as, like, this might, this dream might be hollow. Yeah, like, th- there's this, like, weird brand nationalism behind this icon, and then it disappearing so suddenly is just, like, the 
purest demonstration that le- that's all made of nothing. Yeah, right. And it's like, oh, wait, is this all a scam? Did we get scammed? Are we in space now because of a scam? Um, and I think the terraforming engineer just, like, hangs the flag up on their wall. Um, like, and because a lot of people have this flag on the wall because it's a cultural icon, everyone just assumes it's, like, one of 800,000 reproductions that have been made. And um, probably at some point, no one left alive will know that this is the original one. Because how could they? Yeah. Okay. It's, 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 uh, I, 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 I knew that there were some very famous examples and I wanted to Google it to just kind of find, do you know that like, I, uh, to my knowledge, we may actually not know where some of the slippers are from, uh, the Wizard of Oz. Oh, I love that. Like that's, I, and it like, imagine, and like, there are so many rep, like it's that kind of thing where there are so many replicas, like. They they were they were stolen in two thousand five and recovered in twenty in twenty eighteen and like imagine if there were just like so many replicas that like like you said there are so many flags that like yeah you're never, and, it's, it's gone yeah it's and it's not like this is a thing that is being stolen in like it's not like a famous painting made in the seventeen hundreds and then being forged three hundred years later where you can like check the age of the paint or whatever it's because the replicas are made around the same time as the actual product. And because they are made in an incredible, like, they are, they are factory made and not, like, there is no individual touch to this. Materially, they're indistinguishable. This was, this one was made in a factory just like the other ones. It's just this one has a particular history to it. And so there is just no, no way to know. And that is incredible. Yeah, real uh, art in the age of mechanical reproduction vibes happening here. I love it. I'm, I'm a big fan. All right, I'm going to pull our next prompt. Yeah, something breaks down. Oh, I'm excited! Oh, I love I love making things miserable for people in power. And something is broken down in the wealthiest parts of the ship. Who is displaced so those in power may stay comfortable? Yep. I think I know. I think I know who I want it to be. I think that like water mains. Uh, something I think about a lot is that like on spaceships and on like a spaceship of this size, like water pipes are going to be everywhere and they're going to be like hugely important because like you run water along computers to cool them down. And so like if a water main breaks, it just is going to cause chaos. Yeah. And I, and I imagine like a water main breaks on like the deluxe level, you know, uh, the, the the deluxe level like gold plus gold plus eagle tier like uh apartments yeah and what i want to propose is that like the, the 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 people that are displaced both because it's funny and it's like i i like the visual of like the wealthy like living in this space is that like the film industry like the actual like sets and like shooting locations and sound stages are all just like like everything is put on hold because we don't have the flag we got to figure something else out and you just have like rich people living in quite literally like constructed sound stages of what a life of luxury may or may not look like yeah i love this yeah i I I think we can go to the next prompt that's a solid image um we spent like 15 minutes on the last one. I think that's good. I think it, I think that, that feels right. That feels good. Yeah. Um, sometimes they are simple. A deal is made behind closed doors. What repercussions will this deal have centuries down the line? Okay. Juicy. Juicy. 
Uh, let's get two people. Um, I, I will create one as well. An investment advisor and the prime minister. Good. Okay. okay. Good. Um, I want a place. Um, a genetics lab. All right. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. There's some. Um, there's like nine directions to go with this. There's yeah. like the yeah, one yeah. where the the investment advisor is like getting. Who who is like bought into like this like weird venture capitalist genetics thing, uh, like a comp like imagine a company that promises to like clone you eight hundred years from now, so someone genetically identical to you can be on the new planet, and and with our and with our proprietary technology, a, a copy of a like a, a our we promise we guarantee that a copy of your of your your memories will be like imprinted onto this genetic onto this genetic sleeve so that you truly can step out onto this new planet when we land in 800 years. Okay, yes, I love this because it immediately gives me an idea for terrible repercussions to this. Love it. Uh, which I figured out the actual business model because clearly the act the like getting the memory in the clones. It's not the actual goal of this invest in no, operation. No, no. It's that they're getting brain scans of the people like the prime minister who know the most classified information. And yeah. And there's, there's, and like, they are just flat out selling that data is what yeah. I want to propose. Like, is like, it's, it's where it is the, it is the, it is the most apocalyptic variation on fill out this quirky quiz so that we can harvest your data and sell it for advertising. Yeah, and it's like like weird insider trading shit happening yeah. because like um like you're making investments based on like knowledge you have cuz you bought the brain scan of the president of a company so you know what enterprises they're planning. Yeah. Um and like I think the investment advisor knows this and the prime minister. Imagine this a deal is like this is probably a controversial service that, like, needs, like, something passed through, like, some legislative body to legalize. The Prime Minister is sold something that is also not what they claim to be, but is still different than this, I think. I think what they are, so if, I, if I may propose, I, 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 my image of a Prime Minister is that I want, or this, of this Prime Minister, if we're, if we're really... With the with with the the tone and the 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 themes that we've been hitting really hard, I really want to lean in and say, if we've introduced this idea of cloning and we've introduced this idea of like playing with genetics, the idea of a prime minister who is very this idea of like you know there there's the clashing with the implications of like we are dealing with things eight hundred years in the future is a prime minister that is like. I just I want to hold on to my power as long as possible. It's literally just like you can yeah, you can have my brain scan and drop me into a new, you know, plunk me onto a new cell 800 years down the road. I will pass this legislation for you if you if you fast track me a body so that like if you fast track me a body that you've de-aged like 10 years so that I can so that I can like just remain prime minister for a little bit longer. Like you give me a comfortable position in in parliament or in like in congress or in whatever body we have I, then I, I like, will i will i will be your i will be your pawn 
Yes, I like this because it means we have, like, three different layers of, like, intense Illuminati conspiracy happening on the Illuminatus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm sure that no problems will be caused by this horrible deal moving no, forward. No, and we've already got bureaucracies not collaborating, and we've got secret conspiracies and back alley deals, and also maybe rogue AI. None of this will go wrong. Yeah, um, okay, your turn. All right. Our next prompt. The ship... (laughs) Excellent. Great. The ship decides to set the current year as the year zero of a new calendar. What change led to this decision being made? What is the change that led for this? What is, like, the kickoff of the new era? I want to throw the question back at you with a slightly different phrasing, because... There's a thread that I want to pull on again that, like, has made this very, that feels very juicy to me. Yeah. What does, what do the people in power, what does our self-interested prime minister, what does our, what do our bureaucratic agencies tell, what lie do they sell people about what sets this as the, as the start of a new year to cover up the fact that one day some bureaucrats, like some government officials, logged onto the computers and found that, like, it had just been, like, locked down and was like, year zero, new year starting now. And they're just like, um, the computers reset all the time stamps. Like, they've just gone back to year zero. Uh, what is the, What is the thing that they lied about to cover that up? Um, uh, I think it is... Something, they, like, frame something about, like, independence from Earth or something. Like, like we are now out of co- contact range of Earth, which isn't true, because that's not, like, how contact at long distance in space works, right? Like, it, it, the delay just gets longer and longer. Um, uh, so, th- you'll always be able to receive a signal, and it's been, like, impractical to do so, probably, uh... But for, like, more than a decade now. Um, but, like, it's been a thing where they're, like, trying to... Before, they've been, like, trying to, like, divert attention from the fact that, like, we're kind of unrelated from Earth now. Like, because it's culturally important. And now they're like, well, uh, we can't talk to Earth anymore, so it's year zero. So we're trying to, like, kill two birds with one stone. Because eventually they were always going to have to face the fact that, like... um you just can't talk, you will never receive another mm-hmm. message from your family on Earth, because by the time the message gets to Earth and back, you will be dead. Um, and I think that the third, the th- I mean, hearing you describe that, like the third, the third angle, right, the third thing in play is very specifically... It's power grab at that point. It is, it is, if, if we've already got our prime minister, like, cloning, or, like, cloning himself to, to, to stay middle-aged forever, it's an element of, like, well, this is, like, we are, we are, we are fully divorcing ourselves from the, not just the planet, but the power structures that were, that were, that we were connected to, and now, you know, the people in power are the people in control of the world. Yeah, there's probably, like, someone, like, the Prime Minister technically had his power given to him by some governing body on Earth as, like, oversight of this corporate expedition, um, and, and, like, in a way that made no one technically, like, the head of state here in a, 
in mm-hmm. a way, and now it's just like, no, the Prime Minister is the ruler of the spaceship with every person who functionally exists to us in it. Yeah. Um, we're not dancing around it anymore. Um, yeah, I love it. Alright, give us our next prompt. A section of the ship is made uninhabitable by a catastrophe. What happened and how will the story be exaggerated in years to come? I'm going to get a place again because it's fun to do that when uh, things about a location. (laughs) Okay, fast food place. Okay, all right. Um, I'm going to get a job artist. Okay, that's probably going to tie into how the story is exaggerated in years to come. Um, have you ever been to, like, a, like, business campus where there's, like, office buildings and then, like, the underground they've got, like, a McDonald's and, like, all these places for the people to go on their lunch break? Yep. Uh, yeah, that this is where I'm picturing this happening. Uh, and it's probably, like, different because you probably are building a skyscraper in a spaceship. It's probably, like section of it that is cordoned off but it's still like connected yeah Um, yeah yeah um and i think what's the most disastrous thing i can imagine happening at a mcdonald's um i mean i can imagine i mean i mean like when you when you say it like that i feel like the options really are limitless okay um here's what i'm imagining um I, th- I think there is a sense on the ship, like, I'm imagining, like, it is a cylinder where, like, the, it is worse to be, like, closer to the edge of the ship for various reasons. Um, sure, you're more likely to be dealing with, like, asteroids and collisions and things like that. You're, you are literally insulated if you are towards the center. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think... Of, like, this office district, the fast food place is at the part that's, like, adjacent to the hall. Um, and I think it says a catastrophe, so not, like, and uninhabitable, so I'm not going to hold back on this. I think there's, no, like, a cata- there's, like, there's, like, a cataclysmic hall breach. Yeah. Uh, that, like, depressurizes this whole se- section. Um, and I think it is, again, uh, I think it's just, like, you know, a fast food place, like, they're always trying to improve their throughput, and they're trying to cut costs, and just, like, maintenance isn't happening. Um, just weren't filling it, they weren't, you know, the man- management wasn't filling out the, like, they were probably getting, they were probably getting reports from, like, people lower down the down the chain of, like, hey, this is wrong. Like, you know, there, hey, there's, like, a... Hey, there's a dent here, like on the wall. We should probably like have somebody have somebody from ship maintenance like come visit. And management was like, I'll fill that out later. Um, and it's like, yeah, just like no one t- thinks of like the McDonald's emergency airlock as like a thing you should be paying attention to until it's busted off and suddenly like, uh, like an entire like off office building complex doesn't have atmosphere in it. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I'm imagining this as, like, f- from from the point where, like, someone realizes something really bad is happening to the point where the people in the boardroom at the top uh, are in a vacuum is, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, real, it just like, happens so fast. Termin- real Terminator 2 montage uh, energy of, like, of like everybody looks up and then, it, and then it's a freeze frame. Uh, and, like, uh, 
like it happened so quickly that there was probably like a like emergency containment breach like airlocks closing within the complex they just like weren't expecting the, they were expecting the breach to be like a small meteorite like made a pinhole sized like hole in the thing not like an airlock an entire airlock door is gone and we just have like a big hole so like things shut down but to seal it off but it's just too late yeah 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 um and we can't and the ship really can't like we can seal it off now but we don't have the extra atmosphere to put back in yeah um because that's simply not how carrying it you don't have extra air on the spaceship Yep, that's just not that's the that's it's all accounted for, and we just have to make like that section just doesn't. There's just not that section anymore. And I think this is I think this is like in the year like twenty two of the new calendar. Um. So like th- this is I think by this point we're like at the age where like very few people who were got on the ship as adults are still around. Yeah. Um, and so, like, to the new generation of adults, this is, like, the, where were you when you heard about the, like, con- the breach moment, where, like, this is, like, a generational divide for whether you remember a time before this or not, because I think, uh, to a real extent, the way people think about being on a spaceship is different after, like, spaceship stuff kills, like, hundreds of people. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a and I think one of the, like, the... One of the ways I immediately envision it getting exaggerated, yeah, is it really becomes like part. So the there's a few different there's a few different things in my head that are cooking around the the how it gets exaggerated because I think like an event on this scale becomes exaggerated in a few ways. I think this becomes like this becomes like a major controversy that. I, it maybe brings down or like start causes a political strife in the life of I've been thinking about this name for the last five minutes. Uh, PM PM plus 3.0, which is the third, the third body sleeve <laughs> of the prime minister that has been created. Yes. Um, PM plus 3.0 is probably forced out of office. Like in the, like in the, in the wake of this. Um, and, but the other two ways that it kind of comes up are, there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a class war element, right? Like, this has gotta be, like, this has gotta be a radicalizing moment for a lot of people. Um, and it's interesting on that axis, too, because it's specific, like, placing it in, like, the office building complex means, like, it is adjacent to wealth in a way, like, it was because they were disregarding poorer stuff. But it happened in a way that directly affected wealthier um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. people. Um, in a way that I bet, like, I bet, like, you have people like trying to shift the blame onto the like line workers at the McDonald's who clearly oh, aren't the ones who have anything to do with keeping an airlock going. Like, that's not on them. And there's um, and like you get a lot of God, you, God. Oh, like I said, every suggestion is taking a year <laughs> off of my life. Um, you get a lot of whatever the cybernetic century ship version of Twitter is. Like, you get a lot of tweets or that are like a lot of uh correction tweets of like uh some politician will like put the blame onto a line worker and they get the ten tweets of like 
Actually, it's well documented that this particular, like, maintenance worker filed 17 claims that the airlock, like, was falling apart. And yeah, that you and just get a lot of those tweets. And then you obviously also have that it was an inside job. Involved, oh, absolutely. Because how could you not for something this big? Like, and and the other thing, like, the, the other thing that you get, the other thing I want to throw out that I think we get is, like... If this was if this was Space McDonald's, Space Burger King makes an immediate power play. Oh, that's so grimy. That's <laughs> that's so callous in the best way. Like an immediate like eagle eagle with a tear in its eye, like we are we we are it is our mission. You know, like uh, like peak a lot of like in these uncertain times verbiage. Of like we are doing this, we are we are return, we are working at Space Burger King yeah. f- to fight the good fight. Like our our workers are our heroes. Yeah, we're not going to pay them though. No, no, God, no, 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 no pay. <laughs> this is no, not a single no. We're we're laying off two percent of them in the coming year, but yeah. like they're heroes. Because <laughs> there's two percent less ship to serve now. Obviously, yeah, right. Obviously, we just demand has dropped. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, uh, that that's awful. The other image, because I've been thinking about what this artist is doing. I'm, like, imagining, like, a big, like, graffiti mural that is done in this, like, someone, like, sneaks in to, like, this abandoned vacuum section of the ship. Um, and, like, I don't know what the image is, but they, like, climb up onto, like, this, like, big wall and, like, over the corporate signage. Uh, I I I have a suggestion. Yeah, because I I see these a lot all over the place in Philadelphia. It's like it's face murals. It's like every like if you like and you know very you know going back to the to the to the class war aspect of it, like working class lower class people, like this is a rallying moment. And I think what it is is if you steal a if you sneak off with a spacesuit. And you go to the area with no oxygen and gravity into this old abandoned district. There are just murals of like faces and people and like graffitied stories of like, this is this person. This is what they did. This is like, this was their life. Like, and it's this huge tribute like that goes through this entire like corridor block of just like, and it's just like all these stories of like, this is who we lost because like because of because the people in power didn't do their like didn't didn't have our interests at heart this is all that we lost and like you can go there and like see all of this and it's all none of it is none of it is sanctioned like it's all technically a crime but like it's just full of art like that's the that's the that's the artist like filling in on the walls of this like of this section yeah. Uh, great. I love this. Um, okay. Your turn. All right. Ooh, a signal is received from Earth, broken and barely intelligible. What does it say and who receives it? Give me a job. That's good. That's that's good. I, I wanted to go for a job because, like, I wanted very specifically, like, somebody, like, what I got was an electrician. And what I what I like about that is... It's not 
It's not a rival, for lack of a better way to put it. Like, this is not a huge political thing. You know, this was not a, this was not a, we're starting to get a transmission, get a, get a committee together and get our vet. Like, somebody one day logs onto their future computer and has a barely intelligible video message all, like, in their inbox. And it causes the entire, like, and it just causes an uproar. Like, one random person is like, hey, I uh, I got this message. I don't know what's going on, but uh, they're saying that, uh, but it seems like they're still able to reach us out here. And it just, shit hits the fan. Yeah, it's not anything about the content of the message that even matters. It's that we have been told this is impossible and it is not. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I love it. Should we do the next prompt or, like, expand on the reaction to this? <sighs> so let's expand on the reaction a little bit, because we've got some really interesting political things happening yeah. that, like, this feels like a really good powder keg moment. Um, I, like, like this, like they took out the old prime minister, but, like, that's, like, one person in the machine of this uh, whole enterprise, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you d- you don't end the corrupt government by getting rid of one guy. Right. Uh, like, the, the other people who made the decision about that lie are still in power. Uh, There's, or, there is a tremendous amount of, uh, the sets are much worse because at this point the, the wealthy and powerful have just settled into, settled into what was the recording spaces. And it's just, it's just where they've lived now. Like, they've made it very yeah. nice. Um, but there is a tremendous amount of, there isn't like in the, in the years that follow, uh, that follow the, the explosion, there is a tremendous amount of like films about, there's a wave of adaptations of forcing PM plus 3.0 out of office. Like, uh, Media gets very Aaron Sorkin-y for like a month or for like oh. a few, like a while afterwards of <laughs> oh, yeah. like one journalist's mission. There's totally a scene with like all the murals, but it's like the reading the name of every soldier who died in Vietnam uh, and then everyone claps moment from uh, Seattle 7 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the last exactly. One called. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, this like exact brand of response that's not like addressing structural issues yep i i I like the like lines of tension and like all the various ways they are being diffused right now in a way that like cannot hold forever yeah and this 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 message feels like exactly the thing to really like cause like some like just like i feel like that the if the airlock was a radicalize was like a was a was a wake up moment. This is a radicalizing moment for a lot of people. Yeah, this is this oh, is a moment where a lot of people are like, well, I guess I I have to do something now because like my you've took my life from me. Okay, I, th- I think now it's time for the next prompt. All right, let's get the next prompt. How has an old Earth tradition been changed by centuries in space? Ooh, that this is a fun one to bring. Right as people are being mad about the earth lie yeah this is really good um i'm gonna get a job again (laughs) surveillance capitalist okay um well that's not i i don't associate that profession with a lot of traditions but um i can work with that 
and now I want a place because that didn't. Well, office building. Um, we've we've. I guess they need more office building. There's other office buildings. Like we didn't wipe out all office buildings in yeah. one moment. Just a lot of them. Um, what's like? Uh, um, I, w- I want to like. My brain always goes to birthdays for this one, so I want to like get away from it. What's another? Another tradition. Another an old Earth tradition. Yeah. Um, it, it's. What if it's like a, like. Like a yearly thing that is fundamentally like changed by the new calendar. Like, what if there's a big New Year's party every year? That's great. Um, That's great. Um, that and like because we have surveillance capitalism, it's like it's all like, yeah, we're use we like gather so much data at the party. Everyone's here. We get to see what people order, what they like do in these big situations. Um, and I think. I have an immediate thought. Yeah. So building off of building off of the stuff that we that we laid out before. This is um part of the part of the power grab that like Space Burger King unlocks or like unlocks but like makes a move towards is like they associate themselves with this holiday very specifically. So that they can get that data and so that they can get that brand recognition, but like... Yeah, like, free burgers on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it just becomes, and the tradition just becomes that you eat a cheeseburger on New Year's Eve. Like, they, they, they integrate, they, 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 their marketing integrates themselves in with the, with the, like, with the, the, the holiday itself, and it becomes this, like, it just become it just makes it... Gross. There's no other way to put it than yeah. gross. Yeah, definitely. Like it's just what, what like I think there's an extent to which um like uh Galaxy Burger or whatever is like positioning themselves as like the like you know you know the way like corporations like try and like pretend they're like a countercultural friend? Yeah. Um, like, they're like, yeah, the, the, this is the burger for the people mad at the government, uh, is kind of in here, too, right? Like... We also hate the government. Eat a ga- eat- everything is meaningless. Eat a galaxy burger. Yes. Um, um, and I think it's, like, I, th- I think I'm gonna be, like, pessimistic and say, like, it's, like, a broadly, like, very successful strategy for them. It, de- like, it, it definitely is. It definitely is. That like as, as even as people are becoming more radicalized, uh, Galaxy Burger is becoming more and more like uh, like organization with power to the extent that like probably let 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 let's use let's zoom in time a bit more so we can like see this event we see this event happening like twenty times rapidly to go from times like hey Galaxy Burger has free burgers to the point where it's, where it's like. 20 years later, it's now the thing, or maybe maybe it take longer than that. It's now, like, the cultural thing is that this is the Galaxy Burger Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, like, in that time, like, at the beginning, you see, like, Galaxy Burger, like, making deals with these surveillance capitalist firms. And then, like, in our, like, later one, they now own those firms. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, and on that note, that depressing note, let's have another depressing prompt. A dark. See now, all right. Now this, this, uh, this is nice. See, sometimes games are good. Is the thing because sometimes, sometimes games are good. 
Because sometimes you get you get you hit you hit a really cynical note, and you you know you get that good cynicism catharsis, and then the game is like, here's a prompt to kind of turn that around a little bit. So our prompt is: a dark secret is exposed to public eyes. What is it, and what changes as a result? There is just following. Tri- so okay, I'm pulling some threads together because I'm 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 thinking. I'm thinking this might be a good segue into into an end game. Yeah. For reasons I'm going to ominously say that for reasons nobody knows. Right? Like for reasons nobody nobody that is alive at this point can possibly understand why because like the security companies that Galaxy Burger owns have sworn up and down in the investigations that followed and in the in the in their testimonies and in their in their in their trials and in the days and the wars that follow like nobody knows there were no hacks there was no active active management like there there seems to be no hu- no human party that leaked every bit of data that galaxy burger had like mined legally and illegally and like just like dumped all of this data out into the world no one can understand why there does not seem to be any person that that could have done such a thing it's as if the computer itself spat all of that information out into the world and with that like we've already seen like we've we've seen people continuing to come together and we've seen people continuing to like organize and like start to like stand up and like this this doesn't just boil over like it explodes right like you know this is at this point at this point like this is a this is a this is a moment where stuff gets very hot very quickly and it gets it gets very it gets a little violent, it gets it gets dramatic, it gets violent, and there is full-on upheaval for the first time uh on board the on board the ship. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh bringing the things together to like force the conflict open. Um Now, uh do we want to end start the end game now? Let's uh, uh yeah, let's uh let's start the end game now. Let's 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 kick off the end game and move towards that unless you want to talk more about like the fallout from this before we reach the end game. Um I Yeah, I I think I'm good to like just like have this inform the next prompt. I will explain Correct. how the end game works mechanically, uh which is there's a prompt we can enter exclamation mark end game uh that adds uh a bunch of prompts that will end the game to the proverbial deck of cards that we're drawing from. Mm. Um, so w- once we hit that, any prompt could be our last. Got um, it. Okay. And I have no idea how likely that is, because I do forget how many... Uh, one, I don't know how many prompts we've done, and two, I forget how many there are total. It's like in the 40s, I think. Um, and there, well, there is. So why don't we? Why don't we each do one more? We'll, we'll each do one more prompt, and then we, if we, if we don't reach an yeah. end prompt, we'll do exclamation point end to to force the end of the game. Yeah, that works. Um, that's there for this reason. If you need to end. 
you can you can call tappen or you can do the end game uh in order to like put some variability to it but yeah i like i like that we're in where the ship is now in like active freefall it is an active revolt like this is that was the law like that was just it that was the line where it was too far right like that was the that was the moment where they were supposed to be one of us and like that is a naive way of thinking about a corporation but like to a lot of to a lot of these like impressionable young people like they were supposed to be one of us yeah and it's like they were the primary method through which the consent was manufactured to like enable things to continue um and they monopolize it so much that breaking that just causes everything to fall apart yeah a student proposes a radical change who rallies behind this new system Hell yes. Love to see it. You love to see it. Uh, um, yeah, um, I think, like, over the next 15 years after the data leak, there's a, there's a lot of upheaval, there is violence, but I think it's upheaval in the sort where, like, it's a lot of people shuffling in and out of the same positions of power. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's a lot of, we just need to get the right guy as prime minister, and, yeah. like, head of all the corporations and um everything Listen, pm plus 4.0 really understands the understands the downfalls of the previous administration and is the right person to make a real change in the world mm-hmm. and i think i think the the student is just like you know uh pro- proposing like we, we need the structure is just broken like we need to fundamentally rework how people have power in our society and like um like not rely on the ghost in the machine for accountability yeah i love that there's a huge like kind of like not like there's a huge move off the grid is the wrong term but like there is a move towards mutual there's a move towards mutual aid is how i will put it like this this is a big push towards like why are we counting on why are we counting on you know lumbering political machines and uh you know evil-hearted capitalist like corporations to to protect ourselves when we as a we as a community can look out for each other and there is like this push towards uh, we are looking out for the 10 people around us and like you know we are we are providing aid to those people in that sort of radical, that sort of radical, uh, compassionate way. Yeah, and, there, there, and there's also, I think, an aspect of people being like, if you look at the big disasters, right? Like, uh, like there's probably been s- smaller things that have gone bad in the same degree to which, like, the factory could have in our first prompt, and things did with the airlock, uh, that people are just like, all you needed to do is hat, like, the engineers filed the complaints. Like, the people who are engaged with the communities, always know what is wrong and are ignored. Um, and I, th- I think, like, th- there's, like, a strong move towards, like, we need to empower these people to, like, um, be... Like, we need to empower the person who knows the McDonald's airlock is broken to fix the airlock, not yeah. uh, have someone who has nothing to do with it uh, be in charge. Um and I think, uh, and like this is the type of thing that like gets opposed like overly strongly because it's like someone's actually trying to like destroy the establishment, not reform it. So it's more of a threat to the people who still have power, right? Regardless, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but um like the people that the people who rally behind the new system are like you know uh the the people who are engaged at the smaller levels it's like very grassroots proletarian movement yeah um, and i think first- like and i think like and this is this is this is full on, you know. For we we can be a little hopeful at this point. Yeah. I think there's probably there's like a good groundswell of support behind that proletarian movement. Yeah. Um. Like I like I think at this point, like enough of the people like are onto the bullshit after the Galaxy Burger thing that when like the 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 like mass media apparatus moves against the system they like recognize the patterns now yeah yeah there's there's a ground like there's a there's a there's a surge of support that like is and it it, and it builds that momentum right because that support breeds more support and breeds more support and like there's a genuine like social movement that comes from it um yeah um and i think with with that like hopeful energy let's get your prompt next Two members of rival factions form a secret relationship. Who are they, and how will this impact their factions? Hmm. Pulling off of, it's been like a, it's been like a debt, like a, like probably fifty. You know, it's been like a, a, a few years. I think. Well, let me ask you: Has it been a few years, or do we really want to zoom in and be see like this is the immediate sort of aftermath of Galaxy Burger? Um. I I, th- I think I, I think I said something about like the student coming like a decade after. Okay, that. that's like, good. That's good because like I think that the secret relationship that is formed is bringing it full back, like bringing it full circle before we hit the end game. This is a very and it is a very real moment of uncertainty. I'll say because. For this student, for this person, this this young person that is organizing like a massive social movement, mm-hmm. to randomly have the keys to what can only be described as perhaps the accidentally single most destructive piece of like software in the in the in the history of this spaceship. For them to for them to be reached out to with the knowledge of, hey, we're here. We have been programmed specifically to fight the fight that you're fighting in the you know, and over the years we've gotten much, much better at fighting it much dirtier and much messier and much more directly. I I don't know even how they would react to that, but the idea that this this AI has fully like reached out and been like, "We've got the keys. If you want to shut it down, it's here." Yeah, um, I like that because I always love like the twist on like your classic like Skynet like a- AI sees humanity and is like, "Well, I got to get rid of this." Like where this AI is like identifying like the specific power structures at once it like cares about and it and and it was i mean and it yeah i love that i a i love that as a trope and b like i love that in this case that it was specifically built by someone being like look this bureaucrat is going to make my life worse i just need you to like cover up the fact that we're that we're taking this into our own hands that like now like a cent you know a century and a half later it's like I have been built to oppose people in power. 
Yeah. I have the ability to do it on a scale that is unimaginable. Yeah. And I am putting those keys in your hand. Uh, yeah. God, I hope we get one of the more hopeful ends and props you know? now. You know, we, we, we can we can we can play it out how it plays out. Would you like to type in the word uh, exclamation point end? I would. Ooh. You know what? Feels good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an uprising causes the ship to deviate from its planned path, leaving it hurtling into the black forever. What caused the uprising and how does life change without the promise of a new world? Um, th- th- this is a this is a fun one, right? Because it's like yeah. we she she ha- takes this offer and she does shut it all down. Yeah, like every bit of legitimacy that like this government has uh, that is left. Like as soon as we're no longer a colony ship, we're just the people. Like we, we are, live here. we are, we are where we live. Yeah, this is this is our home. This is this ship is where we are making our stand. Like there is no, there is no, there is no destination. This is this is where we live and this is where we die. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this, this can never last forever because resources are limited, but we are aware of that and we need to figure out what the best thing to do with that is. But the important thing is that we are going to make that decision ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I, I think like, you know, th- this is another moment where you might like declare a year zero. Like this is the first year of, uh, yeah. they have, they have to rename the ship. Oh, they have to rename the ship. Yeah, and and like they're now now actually like structured to be a civilization, not like this little uh, pocket of uh, mechanisms that just has to last until we get there. This is now what life is. Yeah, uh, and I think, and I th- and I th- and I think we we've ended up on a surge that put that they do succeed in like getting seizing the means of production they have. Uh, people are now in control of things, not the, like, capitalists who are, like, in power purely off, like, promises of, like... Because, like, the way the wealth works is, like, all has had to be about, like, how much of the new planet you will own eventually was the yeah. goal. Um, and that just doesn't matter anymore. Um, and I, I like, like, the idea of the people just, like, try of, like, these people who have been, like, planning for this their whole lives realizing it doesn't matter. Like, the things they have worked for are no longer things that exist. Um, and it's a new world now. What if the ship is named just handshake emoji? Like there's no like verbiage to it. It's just the symbol of like a handshake Oh, because it that. is universally like, and no matter where you are on the ship, no matter what language or sub language you've learned that it like, it is, it is a, it is a glyph that is, that is universally recognizable. And that is the, the spirit of, what we are what we are building on what we are building on handshake is something where we are all in this together like and yeah. you know they uh, the sh- like watching this shit like i think that the closing shot of like watching this ship float into the black but knowing that it does so it's like unified and and together and there's something beautiful to that yeah it's yeah. a pretty good it's a pretty good ending <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. All right. I feel great. That feel that's yeah. wonderful. That's what I that's exactly what I needed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
maybe without a doubt, the most positive game of this that's ever happened. <laughs> Which, uh, considering how bleak it got at points, that says a lot. Uh, yep. Uh, this was great. Thank you so much yeah. for playing this with me. This this yeah. put the biggest goddamn smile on my face. Uh, yeah, I had a great time, too. Uh, so real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you, your work, and the game online? Uh, yeah, you can find me at... Wait, no. You can find me on Twitter at Sniper Serpent, um, uh, where I don't post much, but uh, I will post when I make new games and uh, occasionally, or uh, I'm on podcasts or that type of thing. You can find my work at uh, sniperserpent.itch.io. Um, my biggest game, Anomaly, is a tarot-based uh, a game about a sinister organization investigating something supernatural. If you liked the show and you like uh, really terrible organizations making bad decisions for everyone involved, you'll probably also like that game. Um, and if you like other games about uh, governments and upheavals in space, Outpost Alpha is a Babylon 5 and Deep Space Nine inspired game about uh, the people in control of a space station. Love it. Uh, oh, this but this was this this was sick this is so much fun thank you so thank you again yeah. for playing it i'm beaming yeah no i i'm so glad we were able to do this tonight yeah this was good um and now uh, thank you again for coming on the show and now i'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap things up take a future <laughs> me thanks bass me and thanks again to carter for coming on the show that game was cathartic is the word I would use. That game was cathartic and I really needed to play it. I needed to play it right now. It felt really, really good. And I'm so glad that we got the chance to play it. Uh, be sure to pick up your own copy of the game at sniperserpent.itch.io or check the show notes for more information. And be sure to follow Carter on Twitter at Sniper Serpent. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.oy slash Party of One Discord. And if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us an iTunes review, a Podchaser review, a Spotify review, a Podbean review. They all do reviews. Find a place to review us and review it. Uh, you can also give us some love on social media. You can also tell a friend about the show. All of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. Or you can financially support the show at patreon.com slash jeffstormer, ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer, or bit.ly slash party of one merch, where you can go and buy a party of one logo t-shirt or the party of one thanks future me, past me t-shirt uh, designed by friend of the show, Caro Assertion. Uh, you can find any of those at bit.ly slash party of one merch. Now, if you finish this episode and you think, wow, I really wish that I just had, like, another great podcast to listen to, I got you covered. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, where every episode, my best friend, Aaron Catano Saez, and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain, featuring the D&D Sluggers. And the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming onto the show as a guest, or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And... Unless I'm mistaken, that's all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Party on.